Hey, welcome to Freedom Decoded. We're Demir and Carrie Bentley, founders of Lifehack Method. We ditched the nine to five, moved abroad, and today we are living what we consider to be our dream lifestyle. And professionally, we help other professionals get back in control and start moving towards the life of their dreams. You can find us at lifehackmethod.com. Today, we are talking about a really great topic, which is could working seven days a week actually be really good for you? Hmm. Is that possible? Could that be possible? Um, quick show note, uh, if you hear what sounds like a construction site, uh, it's not your imagination. There's some construction happening outside of our window. We're doing our best to mitigate it. But if you do hear a beeping truck backing up, don't worry, it's not you, it's us. All right. Um, I have been wanting to do this topic for a while, and I finally convinced Carrie to do it uh, today. And I'm super, super excited because we have a bit of a funny story. Back in the day, when I was obsessed with the four-hour work week and all I wanted to do was like get down to the four-hour work week. I mean, I totally admit it. I'm that guy who read that book and was like, that's it, man. I'd be so happy if I could just work four hours a week, man. Um, Carrie suggested to me that we work a little bit just every day because we had a new fledgling business and there were always like, not like tons of work, but there was always something to be done every day. And I cannot emphasize how vigorously I rejected the idea. Maybe Carrie, you can characterize it the way. You... It was it was really annoying. I mean, I could see his perspective that he felt like he couldn't really relax unless he was completely detached from work. I think he felt a lot of like anxiety around you know, things like checking the email inbox and stuff like that. But from my perspective, it was like, we can't afford, especially at this point in our business, to let important client emails go you know, several days without getting a response. And what if there's like a sale that yeah. needs to go through? We just have a couple, like it wasn't a lot. It was just like 30 minutes on the weekend. And he like put his foot down and would not do anything. Vigorously. I mean, I won't say this uh, This was a fight because I think Carrie was like, whoa, this guy's like He wouldn't. I didn't, I didn't push it. Yeah. yeah, I didn't push it. But I will say at the time to, you know, if that past version of Demir was here, what he would say was, um, and it was true at the time that I felt like I was trying to create this like bubble of relaxation. Yeah. And I wanted to get as much time as possible. And I felt like I used this analogy that like I felt like my relaxing relaxation time was like blowing up a bubble. And that every time, even if somebody just mentioned work, it sort of popped that bubble and I had to start inflating it all over again. Yeah, know? I remember that. Like I couldn't even bring up any questions about work or anything because I, I, I was like working still the way I wanted to. And I, I couldn't even bring up like a darn thing because it was like bursting my out. bubble. It was yeah. like freaking me out. Um, and so the irony now, fast forward and many years and a lot of iterations and experimentation later, lo and behold, I'm working seven days a week, four hours a day um, and loving it. And, and now I'm the one being like, Tamir, take more, take this time off. Can't you skip it today? <laughs> I mean, it is, it is interesting. I, I wouldn't say it's a reversal in the sense that I'm overworking. You know, you no, can do the math. No. Seven, seven days a week, four hours a day. That's 28 hours a week. I mean, that is a really smooth, easy work week. Um, and we'll get into a little bit of like, I think the other benefits of a seven day work week, yeah, but yeah. let's just stay with the irony for a second, <laughs> right? Let's stay with the, that Carrie sort of had it nailed from the beginning. Um, and like many husbands, I wasn't hearing it for her, from her. I needed to like go through my own like iterative process and experimentation. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about what that sort of like final aha moment was. Um, but why don't we just sort of, um, do some setup here and talk about maybe what the the problem is as we see it. Yeah. And I, th I think 
I'm going to toss this to you, Carrie, but I think we all agree, we, we would all probably disagree on what the perfect work week would be, but I think we can all agree that the eight to six, you know, Monday through Friday, plus nights and weekends of like answering email, I think everybody agrees that that sucks. Oh yeah. I mean, it's too much. It's just too much. People are exhausted. If you feel exhausted, it's too much. I mean, you might have a big job and a lot of responsibilities, but you are only one person and time is so finite that, you know, you have to be able to do it in a sustainable way. But I mean, maybe if somebody was sitting here, they might be thinking to themselves, yeah, but Carrie, like work always sucks, right? Like, so, so, you know, are, are, is there really ever a place where you can get where you're like whistling a happy tune as you go into work or, or is it just like work always sucks? So just like buck up buttercup and get to it. Yeah, no, I definitely don't think so. I mean, I think if you, if anyone listening just envisioned their same exact job, but just doing it for only four hours a day, take, say, where you clock in, clock out, and after that you don't do anything, think to yourself, would you want to do that job? And I'll bet you the answer is going to be yes. <laughs> you probably still like what you do for a living. It gives you a sense of satisfaction and accomplishment. You're probably pretty good at it. Achievement. Yeah, like you probably, you know, feel like a badass at work, right? So you probably the real issue is just that you feel so exhausted from it that you know, it's because of the length of the time that you're doing the job that it feels like yeah. something you hate. You reminded me of a story. I asked a, I worked in investment banking and hated it. So I was talking to an investment banker client and sort of, you know, projected my own feelings onto him and said, well, let's be honest, you really don't want to be an investment banker, right? And he was like, no, actually, I, I love it. I, I love being an investment banker. So I was like, oh, so what's your ideal job? And he was like, this job at 40 hours a week instead of 90 hours a week. Right. That would be my ideal job. Um, so I, I, I would agree with you. I, I disagree 100%. I think people overwork and get overwhelmed for so long that they forget any sense memory of what it felt like to you know, really enjoy going into work and feel energized by your work. I mean, think about that sentence, feel energized by your work. We'll get to this a little bit later, but part of the reason I work four hours a day, seven days a week is because at four hours a day, I don't actually finish tired. I feel energized, like I'm yeah. ready for what's next. And it is true that good work done in the right quantity can actually send you a jolt of energy, not be the kind of thing where you're signing off totally squeezed out like a dry rag. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think this is sort of a new idea for a lot of people because the current solutions to the eight to six typical work schedule are either, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, like sort of more the hustle culture thing where it's like, well, you should just work all the time. I mean, don't yeah. turn off, yeah. just keep going. Don't sleep. It's like Your I competition isn't I sleeping. No, they're not sleeping. Like, why are you sleeping? I see people sort of gloating like, oh, here I am sipping a cocktail, but still working. It's like, that's not, to me, that's not very admirable. You know, it's like. Although we should talk about pool time sometime in this podcast. Like, okay. there, there can be some cool ways to do a little bit of like. Sure, sure. Stylistic I, I'm just working. saying that like when it's taken to that level of hustle, hustle yeah. culture, yeah. which is very common amongst, say, you know, a younger set that doesn't really have all that many other family obligations, responsibilities, that well, kind of thing. And people are out there trying to figure out how to be successful and they're looking for answers. And part of the answers that are being given to them is just work more, like right. outwork the competition. And I think that obviously you and I think that is dead wrong. I think it's it's dangerously wrong. And I think it's poisonous to our culture. But we won't. This is not a podcast about that. But let's just say that is one proposed solution. Proposed solution. Just Idea. get used to working more, right. learn to love working more, 
just work more. And then the other side of that coin is, okay, well, don't work at all. You know, work the four-hour work week. Yeah. Or you have everything automated and tons of assistants doing stuff for you. <laughs> and you're just relaxing at the beach the whole day. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's, I think that's cool, but it also sort of goes to, you think of somebody who's so stressed out by work that they really don't enjoy it at all. And their only idea is like, I just want to relax all day. I don't want to do anything, which is that's also sort of doesn't ring true for a lot of people. Like they enjoy what they do. They want to do it. And as a, I, I could say that way more than you ever were, I was a full blown acolyte of the four hour work week and Tim Ferriss and, and still love so many of those ideas. So glad I read the book, would recommend the book to other people. But when I finally got, I actually got to the two hour work week, if you could believe it or not for a while. And when I got there, um, it was not at all what I thought it would be, right? Um, you know, Tim Ferriss in his book is like spending all the extra time like traveling the world and learning Spanish. And But you know, the thing about me is when I'm not working, I'm not learning Spanish. I'm usually doing things that are a lot less... Um, D developmental? Yeah, <laughs> You're not hitting the gym with all your spare time? I'm not time. hitting the gym. I'm not learning Spanish. I mean, that's my vision of myself is right. that I would be that kind of person. And, and the truth is, is that the work that I do is... For me, I'm convinced the best work that I could be doing. It's the best use of my talent in this life. And I'm very lucky to have found something where I don't, I don't know that I wouldn't go so far as to say I'm the best at what I do, but this is certainly the best thing that I could be doing and, for me. And you're striving to be the best yes. in the world. And, and I think that's so admirable because you have a mission. You have a clear mission about what you are here in the world to accomplish. And that mission is not necessarily traveling the world and learning Spanish. Like that feels a little bit too selfish. For you, yeah. I feel like you have a bigger mission where you actually want to serve and help other people. Well, and here's the point in how I think it relates to most people. I think nine out of 10 people, if they go all the way to the two hour or four hour work week, will realize that they actually enjoy working for its own sake. And I'll go so far as to say, if I was a billionaire and I had no need to work for the rest of my life, I would still work a good three to four hours a day because the perfect day in my mind is doing something that you're good at and adding some value to the rest of the world for three to four hours. At three to four hours, it is smooth. I'm just talking about goes down so smooth and energizing. It's almost the opposite of everything you experience work at eight hours. At eight hours, yeah. I'm dreading work and I'm stealing myself. I'm like, oh God, how am I gonna get through this eight hours? And then after the eight hours, I'm trying to fake it. I'm trying to pretend that I'm interested in talking to you and being with, with our child, even though I'm sorry, I'm gonna be the first to admit it. Like, I'm not. After eight hours of hard work, I'm like not stoked to be a dad and be a husband. I'm like, put me in front of a TV and like, and put a pin in me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're also not rushed, right? Like in the mornings, you're not starting until 10 a.m. So you're like, you're around, you know, you're you're playing with Gigi, you're making breakfast, you know, you're puttering around the house, like watering the plants and playing music and talking to your brother. Like you're doing regular stuff, even though it's just, a, you know, it's an actual work day. And I think of other people that are at the gym at 5 a.m. so that they can shower and change and eat breakfast at six and be in the office at seven. It's like, oh my gosh, that sounds awful. It is awful. And but and you have even sort of like so much more time. You have all the way till 10 a.m. before you have to start, before you get to start working. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, for us, I want to be clear. There was a progression. I did not go from, you know, we opened this up with me being like, I want to work as little as possible. Got that. Decided that that didn't make me happy. 
um, and then was trying to iterate an experiment. And I'm not going to get too deep into this, but let's sort of step through yeah. just a couple snapshots of like different sort of schedules that I experimented around with. And there were probably 20 times more than this, but I'll just take a couple snapshots to give you a sense of like what, and I, I invite you to do yours as well. Like, you know, what have you been playing around with? I would say that there was one that I got obsessed with for a long time, which was the four day work week. Right. So I wanted to to schedule four intense days and then have three days off. And the weird thing is that I ended up so tired after those four days that that fifth day, let's call it like Thursday, right? Or fr Friday, sorry, Friday, Friday, let's call it Friday. Um, I was, I really just spent the whole day like not useful to you, not having fun, just almost like recovering right. from that intense four days. And then would enjoy Saturday and then spend all of Sunday dreading going back into another four intense days. And this this recurring theme for me was dreading not the work. I love my clients. I love the work that I did, but dreading the 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 intensity and the sort of packaging of right. the work. And we had actually we had read a study that was done in one of the Scandinavian countries where people were given Fridays off and it was shown to increase productivity. But what was interesting was when we tried this, sure, it might have been okay in terms of productivity, but we weren't enjoying it. Yeah. And that's what I think what you're putting your finger on, which is I, like... I mean, mind you, if the choice was between a five-day week, week or four-day four work week, a four-day work week would be a big improvement. But right. that's not the choice set that I had. Right. You have much more flexibility. Totally. What about you? Were there... Mo what was like? What was like a sort of snapshot of like an experiment that you were running with your weekly schedule. Yeah, I think for a long time I was on the, you know, the free Friday tip. And I think it was the thing I liked the most about it was that um, Friday felt even more free than the weekend days because no everybody else was at yes. work. So yes. it, it was easier to get into the hair salon. It was like quiet if you went out to take a walk. There's nobody around in the malls and the stores. So like that was really cool about Fridays. Yeah. Um, but I agree. It just felt, it, it still felt like, uh, you know, the Monday through Thursday was too hectic and um, sometimes work would still spill over into the weekend if I had like a really important project going on. You just can't help yourself. Yeah. You know, it's like you're just like, oh, well, I have all this time. Like, let's just do it. <laughs> so that was still not really like getting me to to change. Um, and then the other big shift I made was when I was pregnant and I just physically couldn't work mm -hmm. as much as I used to. Yeah. And that was more about systemization and getting big, big projects and jobs off my plate entirely, um, which I've kept. <laughs> yeah. That's worked very well. That was awesome. I mean, that's sort of a different podcast. Right. But yeah. There was also another thing that we that we were playing around with that I loved at the time and was a definite progression. But interestingly, we don't do anymore. And I can explain why. We used to do every month we would do a three-day weekend. So the idea would be that we would do five-day five day work weeks, two-day weekends, uh, we never, I mean, let's be honest, we, we, even even though we were working five days, I don't think we ever exceeded like 35 hours. So that was like my limit. Um, in fact, many people will be like, f find it funny to know that like, I've almost scientifically gotten it down to like somewhere between 30 and 35 hours, I become a grump. Yeah, you like, do. Like a total freaking grump and I start hating my life. So so for me, I never exceeded 35 hours. That was like a red line for me. Um, but we, we started saying like, oh, we started feeling like month after month, like we liked that schedule. We knew we were blessed, like that we didn't work as hard as others. But for me, 35 hours, mind you, I'm, I'm, I have a performative job. So like an hour spent coaching, you know, 20 people on a call is not the same as an hour spent just like checking your email. You know, it's much more intensive. So I started to realize, yeah, it might be 
might be working 32, 33 hours, but like every hour that I'm coaching multiple, like a group of people feels really like two or three hours. So, so the amount of energy that I was burning was just so high. So we came up with this idea of like doing a three day weekend once a month as almost like a way to catch our breath right. and like chill. And it was fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But what's been great about the seven day work week is that we almost, it's almost like every day feels so open and free that we haven't felt the need to do that three day weekend and just sort of melted away. Well, I think what we replaced that with was longer, almost like two week vacations every couple months, which have been much more successful because we actually go somewhere and we have time to relax and unpack and it makes all that planning worth it. Because you're almost doing the same amount of planning for a three-day weekend as you would be for, for a, a longer two, yeah. vacation. Um, and you're only there for three days and then you're back home. So that felt sort of wasted. Uh, and of course, I was the one doing all the planning. So it was actually just more work for me. Yeah. Um, so I like that we moved more to this like infrequent but longer vacation style. And staycations. We're doing and that was, a lot more staycations. That, that's the other thing I wanted to mention was we were actually kind of uncomfortable when we leave the house because we have such a good setup at our house like in terms of our beds and the situation with our, our child and our cook and our nannies and our help. Like It's so nice being home that it is sort of hard now to pry ourselves away from it. It's totally true. It's like it can feel... We went to a really nice place and we were just so uncomfortable because we didn't have our stuff it lined up in our way. And so yeah, now with the first baby, it's it has felt super luxurious to t- just take a staycation at I home love it. and just yeah. have like a 4-day week, a 4-day work uh, weekend where we just sort of like take a Thursday and a Friday off and often what I'll do is I'll um you know schedule some chores on that weekend so like it'll just give me an open day to, you know, catch up on some chores and stuff like that. So um I want to talk a little bit about Mason Curry's book daily rituals, because if we're talking about the pathway to getting to the seven day work week, um, Mason Curry was like a a really influential, uh, I guess, person in this process. So what I love about his book is it's scientists, artists, you know, know, philosophers, basically just the, the most famous influential people in history, generals, and it talked about their daily rituals. And the first thing, that, I mean, read the book. It's it's so easy because every single person is only like four or five pages. So it's really easy to sort of pick up and put down a great like bedtime reading or morning reading. Um, but one of the things that you get right away is it's all over the place. It's almost like there's no rules. Right. There were people who were incredibly successful who worked like 18 hour days and barely slept and people who made just as much of an impact and they would wait around for days for like inspiration to hit them and then work for two hours and then stop, right? <laughs> like, I mean, all, there were people who were, you know, um, you know, would take ice baths in the morning or stone cold sober and people who were like high on heroin and weed the whole time. Like, I mean, it was literally... <laughs> All over the place. I mean, people who, you know, used substances, didn't use substances, did it in the morning, you know, worked in the morning, worked in the evening, worked highly regimented and regular, worked extremely sporadically only when the inspiration hit. It was literally all over the place. And that, I think, leads me to my first, you know, sort of share back here, which is that sort of like almost like there was this like message from my higher power that was like, oh, there's no template you're going to have to make your own. And I think up until that point, I was sort of looking for that one schedule that not only I, but everybody could follow in all circumstances that would be the perfect weekly schedule. And although I, I do think that exists for me, I now 
I would never say that like anybody else would be as happy as I am doing the schedule that I'm doing. Like right. I really, yeah. I think it's also good for you at this particular moment in time. Yes. Like in our, in your life, in our the life of our business. Like I think that we might change that at some point in the future. Absolutely. If something changes, I mean, I think like right now it's right. So I think that's another thing that books seem to have given you permission to just change it and well, just throw out start with a blank slate and just say okay if i had a completely blank slate yeah what would i work with so that was number one i just want to toss it to you like how how has your thinking been like evolving around like you know giving yourself permission to design a schedule that works for yeah, you yeah i think the biggest thing that i've done is in sort of putting gg first or whatever yeah. you're taking care of her needs i've realized how much i can get away with just scheduling in all the stuff i want to do first into my calendar and then almost forcing work to to fit into the cracks and i've actually experienced an increase in my overall productivity as a result of doing that i'm getting like minimum two champagne moments done every week despite working probably less than a i fraction. ever have in yeah. terms of my actual work work it doesn't count like childcare work so you know i'll do things like we host a play date every single week at, at our house where tons of kids come over and we have like an awesome time it takes up like my entire day right yep. um so i schedule that in i'm scheduling in workouts basically five days a week because i can you know i make them work and then i work my deep work around that yeah so i'm trying to really just do deep work monday and tuesday and again, because of the baby, it's like an automatic guardrail for me. Like I can't yeah, possibly yeah. work past usually around 3.30 or 4 because she'll need me for something yep. or whatever, whatever. Um, As the day goes on, she gets fussier, more more desirous of okay. having you around. Yeah, exactly. And I can tell people, by the way, just like 100% vouching for this. When I walk in and I see that Carrie's in, in like we could have had breakfast and, and been sweet to each other and laughing. And when she walks in that room, it's like, don't bother me. Like, you're talking about when I start working. As soon as you start working, you're like, every single minute counts. I could see, like, you've always been a highly productive person, but you are like crazy eyes productive. Like when you get that like window of two hours. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I know that's, that's my time. I, I can't let it slip or else it's not going to come back. Um, so I try to take advantage of it while I can. And that's been really nice. What, what I've liked is that I've seen myself hit a lot more of my personal champagne moments, my personal big goals, um, like, you know, physical goals and just, you know, intellectual goals um, in terms of reading and learning languages and that kind of thing that I haven't hit before. And yet I'm still fulfilling in the way I want to for Gigi. Yeah. And I'm also performing at work. So for me, it's been it's right now I'm in a pretty good spot. I think I do still have a tendency to overload myself, which it's easier for me to do, I think, in my role in the company than it is for you. Yes. Um, I don't do the coaching. Right. So I'm for me, it's like all marketing operations stuff. So it's easy to get out of hand. Yes, yes. And it's almost never ending, right? It's never, yeah. never ending. So um, one of the one of the stories that I read, and I actually don't think it's amazing Curry's book. I, I'm, I'm actually failing to remember this, but one of the stories I read and I got really obsessed with, you know, the schedules of, you know, famous people. And one that I came across was Stephen King. And Stephen King, although he doesn't use the term deep work, it's really exactly what he's saying. He basically says, I have four good hours a day. And if I don't take those on Saturday and Sunday, those are lost. It's not like I can bank the Saturday, Sunday, four hours of like 
truly good writing and then somehow add that into the week. It doesn't work like that. I have four hours a day and if I don't use it, it's lost. Right. So his decision is to is every single day to put in four hours, but no more. Because what he found is that by trying to go over that, he would, you know, he'd be taking it away from like the next day or whatever, right? Burning himself out. Um, and there, when I combine that with what I know about deep work and shallow work, it really made a lot of sense to me. Like it felt like intuitively, like I had just naturally when I really just like tuned into my own patterns. Whenever I had a day when I had four hours of work for whatever reason, because I had an appointment after that or because we were going somewhere, those were always like the smoothest days. It felt like it, like there's a point at which if you thought about a curve with like a cliff, it's not just a, 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 so I would just, I would go back and say, instead of a curve, it's a cliff. So yeah, there's this point where you're enjoying your work, you're enjoying your work, you're almost not working enough. And then you get to that beautiful top part of the curve where it's like, you've gotten this like perfect. And then every single like minute or hour, like you're going to start to get more exhausted, more grumpy, you know, or you're burning into energy that you would need to be a good husband or a father or really go out to dinner or, or work out, you know. I, I don't think about it as much as a curve as a cliff. Like I get to this, like <laughs> somewhere between four and five hours, it just drops and yeah. I become a miserable SOB. And so I just started saying like, okay, well, if I'm trying to get X number of hours and I spread that over every single day, what would that look like? And so I, the way that I finally worked myself into it was one thinking, oh, wow, I'm actually going to get ironically way more deep work because if I only get four hours of deep work per day, but I'm working six or seven hours, that means I'm those extra three hours are actually hours where I'm working more slowly and I'm not doing as high quality work. So the theory was I could actually work few hours but have a higher impact by capturing those that deep work window every single day, including Saturday and Sunday. Another way, the flip side of that was I sort of, you know, sort of talked myself into this idea of like, imagine that you're actually pulling the weekend into every day. So like every day, and I even blocked it out on my on my calendar as weekend time. So every day at two o'clock started this block of time that was called weekend time. And so this was time that I could tool around the house. like And, and it felt exactly that way for me. It felt like every, instead of having to wait to the weekend or like holding on to the weekend, it felt like every day there was a bit of my day that was like sort of a weekend vibe. Right. Um, where I could sit on the couch and listen to a, a record, you know, and watch Gigi play with her nanny, you know, just just chill, you know, just really have some chill time. So that is my best pitch that I can give to people around what I love about working seven days a week, but only for four hours a day. What? Let me ask you, have you noticed, and it's okay if you haven't, but like, have you noticed any difference in me since I've gone Definitely. to the schedule? Definitely. 100%. You seem more energetic, like more happy, um, instead of like, like you were saying, being like super tired at the end of the day, then I feel like, oh man, like ugh, he's not going to be able to help me with anything with, yeah. with Gigi or around the house or anything. I feel like you're actually engaged with her and you're able to have good conversations and stuff. And you also just feel more accessible. Yeah. Like to me, if I'm taking Gigi out to like the zoo or to the pool or for this play date that we host at our house, you know, you're around, you come with us. Yep because you can't exactly before it was like well Demir is going to be working so like he's not going to be able to go then I have to decide if I want to go alone yeah. you know can, um, I, can I tag on that and just say yeah. 
I, it, normally my four hours is the same four hours, but I do have the flexibility to exactly. move it up or back. And that's what makes it so nice because if it's only four hours, I'm like, oh, we got invited to this brunch. Like I'll bet you Demir could move his work block such that we could still make this brunch and he could work. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's it's been amazing for me. Um, and, you know, who knows? Maybe a year from now I'll be saying, singing the praises of something else. But right now it feels like probably the best pacing and tempo and just like livability of any schedule and to say that feels so weird to me to be like as the guy who was like gunning for the four hour work week right four hours a week to say that i'm working seven days seven days a week four hours a day and loving it right is like it's sort of weird to me you know there's an irony there that i fully appreciate No, but it makes sense, though, because we do have a service-based business. It's not going to be possible for us to go down to a four-hour work week that was possible in your other job that you had because you weren't client-facing, but it's much more difficult when you are the product. And and that's the other thing is having gone down, really compressed my hours down, I realized I love being in front of people. Because we've tried that and we've tested it and, you know, we've thought about it and you were like, I don't want to do that. Like, I like coaching. Yeah. Lo and behold, like I'm an extrovert. I like talking to people. I like coaching with people. I don't like coaching with people eight hours a day. Like that's a bone breaker, but like, you know, a good smooth three to four hour day with some coaching and some like a little bit deep work, a little bit shallow work. Oh man, that's like, I could do that every single day and love it. Right, 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 right. So maybe let's, let's wrap this up and, and let me, let me hear about your conclusion. What does this make you think? I think it's just it's time for us all to unhook from that conventional wisdom about what the work week needs to be. Um, I think people have more flexibility with that now since a lot of people are working from home. If that's the case for you, you know, you could talk to your manager, try to see if they'd be okay with sort of a revised work schedule. If you have something in mind that you think might work for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we've had a lot of clients do that with their managers and have a lot of success. So I think you'd be surprised at what just asking for what you want can do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't back you up more. I think now we're living in a world with most people, at least knowledge workers working remotely or working partially remotely. It really does open this window for you to just give yourself a blank slate. And the only last thing I would say is it really has to come from experimentation, right? Like, I know it's tempting because I've done this before to just say, I can theorize what my ideal schedule is. Like I could just sit here and close my eyes and with my imagination, just decide on what, I don't have to go through the seven or 10 steps to get there. I can just go straight from step one to step 10. And if I just may, you can't, you just can't. And all of the time you spend trying to guess, is just a waste of time. What I would do is just iterate, try little smaller experiments like, okay, well, like, let me spread it over more days or more hours. Let me move it into the morning or the evening. I'll split it into two blocks instead of one. Like start to experiment and just run these tiny experiments because each experiment's gonna, I mean, at the very least, it'll tell you what doesn't work. Yeah. Right. So you'll learn something, right? right. You know, you'll learn, oh, I don't like working at night, right? Or I don't like working these many hours. And it's gonna get you one step closer, either through elimination or by hitting the ringer for you to figure out, like, oh, actually, that felt really good. I'm gonna yeah. do a little bit more of that. Let me lean in to that. Um, And I would just say one more pro tip. Sometimes we get stuck thinking about inside of a week. Also think about expanding your analysis open to a month, right? So you could also redistribute your work inside of a month in different ways that could could serve you. So think about playing with your month, not just, you know, with your work work days inside of a week. Yeah, and don't let us tell you what to do. You know, no one is going to be able to tell 
you what your ideal work schedule is. So like Demir said, like it's on you, you know, you got to start tweaking and experimenting. Absolutely. That feels very complete. Should we wrap it up right there? Awesome. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. And guys, drop us a a comment below with any of your thoughts on this subject and uh, give us a like and subscribe to our channel. Thanks. Thanks.